0: Welcome to Grace Church Podcast. This is Adam. We hope that you are blessed by today's podcast and we pray that you are changed by today's message. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Father Jonathan again coming to you with one of our Grace at Home podcasts as we are continuing to... uh, try to bring you content that will help you and bring security to you today. And today in the podcast studio, I have with me Cheryl Dornbush. Hey, Cheryl.
1: Hey, Father Jonathan.
0: How are you? Good, thank you. Good, 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 good. So, hey, why don't we start out by you telling us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been at Grace, what you do for a living, all that kind of fun stuff.
1: I'm a dental assistant. I've been doing that for 40 years.
0: Forty years. I know that's ridiculous. No way, it can't be done. Yeah, you started I when you were one. two. Yes, two. Uh-huh. That was it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well done.
1: And I've been at Grace for two years, like maybe three years. I get confused, but okay.
0: Grace. So uh, you've been d- doing the dental hygienist stuff. H- uh, considering what's going on uh, with the uh, the virus, how have things in your office been going?
1: I am in probably the only dental office in Marion County that's still open full time. Okay. Uh, we have a large staff, four doctors. 30 accessory staff, um, we have shortened our hours, but, um, we're doing everything possible to keep any, any possibility of, um, infectious spread. Okay. We're giving, um, temperature readings to every patient that comes in the door.
0: Nice.
1: Um, we have no magazines left in our waiting room, (laughs) sanitizer everywhere. Everywhere. Sure. 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 Mm -hmm. All the usual.
0: How much, uh, how much sanitizer are you going through on a daily basis?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, jugs. Jugs. <laughs> jugs. You're
0: bathing in it. Yes. Um, we are. <laughs> what's the uh, so in your office? What's the emotional temperature?
1: We are situated in an area of Marion County where we have a high percentage of older patients, and I have noticed that the older patients, especially, um, tend to not handle this sort of thing well. Um, This sort of thing, what do you mean? Any kind of upset, um, political, medical, any kind of upset throws them off the the deep end. And this in particular, um, it just makes me very sad to see how some of them are dealing with it.
0: So when patients are coming into you, they're feeling a weight. They're carrying a weight and you notice it.
1: They're very frightened, yes. They are carrying a weight and they're very frightened. And um, it, it concerns me to see how some of them are reacting to it.
0: Absolutely. So that leads me to what uh, prompted my inviting you in today for this conversation. So as you know, I sent out an email to the church uh, uh, when I decided to um, follow the White House recommendations of uh, only having meetings of less than 10 people that we had to suspend our services. And I put some information in that email about what would happen To our country, if we did not heed the warnings of uh, self distancing and quarantining and being very careful. And when you read that email, what were your thoughts?
1: I was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Not happy at all. You're not happy because? Um, I feel like that, what you said, kind of pushed the fear. Okay. And um, while, yes, I think we need to be cautious. We need to heed the warnings, especially because we have an older congregation, they're more likely to encounter infection, they're more susceptible to it, so we have to be cautious in that regard. But I don't think we need to throw around numbers like 2.2 million and scare people. Okay.
0: So when you read that, you, you felt like that was more than needed to be said or shared. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. I like it. I like it very much. So uh, you, what did you do after you read that email?
1: I went to the CDC website first good. just to recheck my figures, and and I'm I'm reading that the numbers were, you know, a little bit lower than what you've thrown good, out there. Good, good. Um,
0: Mine, just so you know, I think I told you this later, too. My numbers came from a New York Times article, so I wasn't just sort of pulling numbers out of the air, but fair enough. I'm with you. Go ahead. Yep.
1: Anyway, I went and checked that, and then I thought about it, and then I thought about it some more, and then I decided I needed to contact you and tell you that maybe you shouldn't throw those numbers out anymore. Okay, okay, good. And
0: so how'd you contact me? I emailed you. Excellent.
1: And you answered right away. I did, and what did I say? You said, thank you. Would you like to come and talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> so here I am.
0: Good. Um, because, I mean, uh, what I want to have a conversation about is I think that this idea of fear about numbers, fear about our circumstances, fear about all these things, is it's a big deal, right? It is. And you're feeling with your patients?
1: Um, honestly, I've been at my office for long enough, and my boss is a, a man of faith. Okay. So he is okay with letting me talk to patients the way okay. that I do. And I very often look at them and say, but God has not given you a spirit of fear.
0: Okay. But, but you see them carrying that fear. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Okay. So you're you're speaking to them. You're speaking into that fear. You're offering what?
1: First off, I I try to remind them that as long as they are being cautious, following the guidelines, um, and not hanging out with people that have been exposed, they really are not at a high risk. Um, Beyond that, I like to try to remind them that um, God is in control. Amen. And there is nothing that he does not already know about. Mm. (laughs) And... uh, for those of us that are Christians most especially, we should not be afraid um, and, and not panic, definitely. We should take this as an opportunity to spread the peace of God, the love of God, um, and to be good neighbors um, with our unsaved friends.
0: So say, well, say more about that, good neighboring. I like this idea. This is an interesting, I mean, obviously we have the biblical story of the, uh, the Good Samaritan, Who, uh, you know, saw a guy lying in the ditch on the side of the road, picked him up, took care of him, was a good neighbor to a stranger, basically. Um, What does good neighboring in this era of virus containment look like, in your opinion?
1: Well, you know, you don't run and visit everybody because (laughs) you shouldn't. Okay, good. Um, But you can check in. So good neighboring from the
0: start, maybe uh, doing what we're told.
1: Yes, doing what you're told, check in. I think additionally, um, we want to avoid fear. We want to avoid panic. And part of that is what I've been seeing is people hoarding. mm. They're running to the stores and buying ridiculous amounts of food and toilet paper and paper towels. And what that does is leave other people without.
0: Right. Think about
1: that. Is that being a good neighbor? Do you really need a hundred rolls of toilet paper to get you through a two-week... Time period.
0: Do you think, well, I was going to say, do you think that's going to be two weeks? I don't know. That's a scary question. I'm not scary, but that's an unknown question, so I don't want to speculate too much. But, okay, so hoarding itself is not good neighboring.
1: It's not. It's really not. And if we as Christians um, have fallen prey to that, Mm. I hope that we are sensitive to people when we hear them say, I don't have any. I haven't been able to get any at the store. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. maybe we kind of feel God nudging us, "Ah, uh, you can have some of my extra.
0: I um, hope. <laughs> I love that, and I also will say, even uh, I've noticed. So my wife was telling me that she went to Publix last night to get a couple of things, and Publix has started rationing. Mm-hmm. You can only buy two loaves of bread. You can only buy uh, two boxes of pasta, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are enforcing almost some of this good neighboring stuff. Mm-hmm. What was interesting was there were people in line who were getting really mad about this. Mm-hmm. about being uh, rationed, to which you kind of want to say, well, it's not Publix's fault, it's the hoarders who yes. have forced this. Otherwise, uh, shelves are going to continue to be swept clean. That's true. By people who are in their fear
1: mm-hmm.
0: are letting it taken take over. Okay, so one thing about uh, good neighboring is not hoarding or sharing if you have happened to, to accidentally hoard, let's call it that, that. Um, you know, if you accidentally got spray and you bought too much, fine. You can you can remedy that by sharing. What else, What are some other good ways, in your opinion, of uh, good neighbors?
1: Well, like I said, just check in with with people, especially those that are um, already compromised. You know, within our congregation, I think about Don. He loves company, but he's the last person you should go and visit right now. Right. But just send him an email. Drop him a card. Text Let them him. know you're thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah. So anybody that you know who may be in a compromised place. Yes. Be particularly mindful about reaching out to them, but be mindful about how you're reaching out to them.
1: True. Is that fair? Fair enough.
0: Good, I like that. What are some other ways that we can uh, be less fearful and more active in our faith, more active with uh, disseminating, uh, dispersing the fear, rather. Not disseminating, dispersing the fear.
1: Well, I think when you, you um, speak truth. You know, you, you don't want to um, constantly just regurgitate um, some of the things that you see on social media right. or um, that you heard from somebody who heard from somebody who heard from somebody. Okay. If you just preach truth, you know.
0: So when you see egregious emails like mine. Yours was not egregious. <laughs> it's just a little overblown. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So when you see stuff that you... Uh, that that. How about this? What if some, If you read something and it immediately makes you fearful? Mm. Maybe that's a litmus test of saying, you know what? I should go do some research on this. I should go see Absolutely. if this is true. Absolutely. I love your point about just reaching uh, out and doing a little bit of homework and finding out if the things that we're reading are actually truthful. As mm. I said, I took mine from the New York Times article. Um, I didn't re- research it myself, and there are lots of different estimates out there. I felt good about the New York Times. There are mm-hmm. other do- other news outlets that I would not feel good about quoting, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I see other um, newspapers, news media outlets come up in my newsfeed, I automatically know I'm not going to read that one because mm-hmm. they're so biased, or they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're just wanting me to click on it. Mm-hmm. And so they'll make some kind of crazy headline, just so I look just at so it. so
1: you'll look, yes.
0: So, I love it. So, truth, concern for others, sharing what you are hoarding, uh, or making sure you don't hoard because it's just not the Christian way.
1: No, it's not. <laughs>
0: um, what are ways that we can in, be encouraging each other?
1: Um, my journey group had to cancel for this week. We decided that was the right thing to do. Okay. I was very sad about that. But I get texts from these ladies almost every single day. Mm. You know, just how are you doing? How are you hanging in? How's your family? Just check it up. We share our prayer requests and to be able to say, you know, I'm keeping you in prayer. I'm remembering that. I haven't forgot you. Love it. You know, that just really lifts you.
0: Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, just praying for one another. It's so simple, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So not difficult. That's true. And we have all these, um, so many of the inputs of our life have been muted right now. Uh, often by not by our choice, but just by the situation. What a great chance to engage in prayer.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that the church is doing that. The little um, guideline that we had about praying more and getting outside and staying active. Yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome because that's exactly what we need to do. You know, when we think about how are Christians different from the rest of the world, one of the ways that we should be different Is that we take our concerns to God. That's right. Because he is really the one that can handle it. Totally. You know, we can do our best with with science and medicine and our precautions, but we serve a great God, so we have have no reason to panic and fear. And certainly not worry. I hate worry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think some of these things are emotional and you can't control them. They just are emotions that come up. But when they come up, I think we can take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I I see you fear, I hear you worry, but you're not going to stay with me. Uh, you got to sure. name it, you got to own it, you got to recognize it, and then say, okay, what am I going to do with that? Where am I going to go with this? Right. Right. So, what are some what would, what tips would you give to folks uh, as a someone in the medical field that would be wise? Obviously, staying away, doing the distancing stuff. What else would you say?
1: Um, this virus is spread through. Nose, mouth, eyes. So, you you know, breathing in droplets, um, getting some on your fingers and licking them. Mm. Or if you got your fingers contaminated and you rubbed your eyes, that's how you get this So we virus. shouldn't
0: eat Cheetos. Because with Don't Cheetos, you have to lick bag. your finger. Your Just fingers. have your own
1: bag and All right. then you're good.
0: But I'm going to lick my fingers when I eat Cheetos. That's fine,
1: but it's your bag. All right. So you're not getting somebody else's right. stuff. We
0: probably shouldn't eat Cheetos. So you? You need- They're not particularly <laughs> healthy.
1: Yeah, but they're really good. They're super good. (laughs) So I would say just remember that that's how it spreads. So wash your hands. Washing your hands is much more effective than sanitizer, believe it or not. Okay. Wash your hands and wash it for the appropriate amount of time. So I know you've been telling people to say the Lord's Prayer prayer twice. Um, I've also heard that you can do the space, the final frontier. These are the final voyagers of the
0: Starship
1: Enterprise. Yes. People still know that. that. Well, I do.
0: Man, yeah. that's an old show. I know. I mean, there's I, the original, I mean. Yeah. yeah, they have lots of... Okay, interesting. So, so yeah, Star Trek, huh? Make, so absolutely. for all the sci-fi yes. fans out there, now you have another thing. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to stay with the Lord's Prayer, by the way, just yeah, so you know. Yeah, okay, but
1: if you, you know... I mean, maybe that's
0: occupational just to Break it here. up. Break it up.
1: So, <laughs> so wash your hands. Okay, good. Um, clean your surfaces. It is um, a fact that the virus does stay alive Um, on a surface for three to five days. Okay. So make sure that you're washing down your surfaces, your doorknobs, that sort of thing. Make sure your house is clean, your car is clean.
0: My kids have been Um, saying wash your phone.
1: Absolutely. Because whatever's on your hands, you're going to put on your
0: phone, and then your phone's going to be dirty. And
1: ladies, your purses, because Mm. you set them on the floor, you set them on the table, wash your
0: purses. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Cheryl, so helpful. So appreciative for your email Um, I did not take it as a criticism at all, I took it as a gift and I continue to think of you as a gift to me and to Grace Church. So thank you for uh, giving some time here to come in and talk about some simple things we can do, but also the biggest one and to not let fear run rampant in our heads.
1: Amen. It's my pleasure to be here. I love
0: it. All right. So if you have any questions about this, feel free to uh, give me an email. Uh, My email is Jonathan at GraceOcala.org or call the church 352-622-7881. We'd love to hear from you in any way. And if you have other topics or concerns that you'd like us to talk about in these podcasts, we'd love to hear about them. Again, Cheryl, so glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more exclusive Grace Church content, subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on our website for new postings. God bless.